Good morning. Welcome to 49ers in 5, your daily update on everything happening with the team that you need to know. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. Today is Friday, October 14th, 2022. Here's what's happening with your San Francisco 49ers. As always, we lead with the practice report. The following players did not participate, and we got a little more info on a couple of them. We'll start with Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw. No practice, and they won't play in the game, according to Kyle Shanahan, on KNBR Thursday night. Nick Bosa did not practice, but Kyle hopefully says he maybe can go, although I think he's lying. And Emmanuel Mosley, Jimmy Ward, and Trent Williams, of course, did not practice. Aaron Banks, Samson Ebukam, Tyler Croft, and Tarverius Moore were limited, although Kyle also said on that KMBR interview that Ebukam is, quote, good to go. The following players fully participated in practice. Ty Davis-Price, Danny Gray, Diamador Lenore, Jeff Wilson Jr., and, bum ba bum Robbie Gold. So, no Sam Sloman, it looks like, in Atlanta. Yesterday was Jimmy Garoppolo's turn at the podium, and there were two from him that I liked. First, Jimmy. Give me the scouting report on the Falcons' defense. They're disciplined, very disciplined. Uh, it starts with Grady Jarrett up front. He, he's a wrecker in the run game and pass game. And just their zone coverages, they're, uh, they're pretty precise. And they, they make you work the ball down the field, and you know we're willing to do that. If there's one thing the 49ers' offense can do, it is work the ball down the field. If that's what it's going to take, Kyle Shanahan will happily draw up quick passes, screens, and runs to matriculate the ball down the field. So no worries there. One more from Jimmy. At one point when talking about Mooney Ward, Garoppolo said, quote, he's one of us. And when someone followed up with him about what that means, I thought he gave an interesting explanation. Uh, <laughs> we got a unique team. We got a different type of team, just different personalities, but all of us are pulling in the same direction. And it's just, uh, it's, it's hard to describe, but you know when one of the guys fits in and when the guy doesn't. And uh, I think those guys who don't, don't last here very long, but... So uh, when you're made of the right stuff and you're built like one of us, you'll you'll fit in just right. I think that speaks to the culture that exists inside that locker room. They have had the same group of guys there for a few years now, and I really think that they have set a certain standard for how things are supposed to be done, how you practice, how you take notes at meetings, how you spend your time away from the facility. Just look at the leaders the 49ers have. Trent Williams, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Jimmy Ward, George Kittle. All guys that are absolute grinders, and that rubs off on people. The last clip I'm going to play for you is long, but I thought it provided a little bit of a window into how Kyle Shanahan coaches his players. And one of the things I always want to do in this role is educate you as fans as to essentially how the team works, because I like to be educated myself. This is Kyle Shanahan on KMBR talking about whether he cares more about the result of a particular play or the process of that play. I have a way of wording it to guys. Like, if they could do the completely wrong thing, um, but it works. Like, Ayuk did the wrong thing on the two-point conversion. Um, He ran a route, and they they jumped him, which was going to open up Kittle. Um, And then Ayuk just reacted and uncovered and jumped in front of Kittle and kind of intercepted Kittle's ball, which (laughs) if he wouldn't have done that, Kittle would have got the two-point conversion. Um, So you tell him not to do that, you're wrong on the play, but he did score, and it was a hell of a catch. So then at the end of it, I tell him, and that's a great job overcoming coaching. Um, (laughs) But understand that it wasn't right. You don't want to do that, but, man, I'm happy you scored. Good job overcoming coaching. Um, you got to kind of word it the right way. You never want to – but if you keep saying that stuff – 
eventually they'll come back to haunt you. Like if you, you got to let them know that it wasn't right because yeah. when they do it the next time and it's a fourth down deal and you got to, and you, and you don't convert cause they were just winging it. They'll be like, yeah, but last time you told me that was great. No, I didn't. I yeah. said that it was wrong. You happen to overcome coaching on that time and it worked, but that's why we don't do that. So you got to be smart with how you articulate it to the guys. And <laughs> then they all kind of keep saying the same thing. That's really cool to me because it's a window into how Kyle communicates with his players, right? He knows he can't just blast them for getting the process wrong when they end up making a good play on the field. So what he did was Kyle found a way to compliment them while also letting them know, hey, you screwed this thing up. And that is the sign of a good leader and a good communicator. When you are in a management position, and that's what the head coach is, it's a management position, you have to communicate in a way that guarantees your message is actually going to be heard and acknowledged by the people that you are speaking to. And it sounds like Kyle has thought about that process and has gone out of his way to find a way to do that. We always give you one thing to read, one thing to watch, and one thing you might have missed. One thing to read on this Friday, KMBR.com actually has a really good interview with Emmanuel Sanders. Yes, that Emmanuel Sanders. And it's all about the Super Bowl and his time with the Niners. And Sanders said he doesn't look back on the Super Bowl much, but he does have one regret about his time in San Francisco. Read the article to find out what it is. One thing to watch, the Niners themselves tweeted out a video about how the equipment staff actually prepares the team to go on a 10-day road trip to West Virginia. Now, I normally don't like anything put out by the team because I feel like it's mostly propaganda, but this is actually really cool. You know, they travel with 35,000 pounds of equipment. That is absurd. And the story of how they pack everything up and get it wherever it needs to go. I thought it was pretty cool. We retweeted it from our handle at NN Podcasts. One thing you may have missed. Yesterday was the birthday of the goat, Jerry Rice. Congratulations, Jerry. 60 years old. And, you know, I know it's become popular these days for people to say that Randy Moss is actually the greatest receiver of all time because, you know, Jerry Rice had Joe Montana and Steve Young. Let me just put that myth to bed right now. When he was with the 49ers, Jerry Rice started 24 games with quarterbacks that were not Jeff Garcia, were not Steve Young, and were not Joe Montana. They were all people you've probably never heard of. Elvis Gerback, Jeff Kemp, Steve Bono, Mike Morosky, and Matt Cavanaugh. Okay, in those games... Jerry Rice caught 134 passes for over 2,100 yards and 23 touchdowns. Oh, and he ran a score in as well. If you average that out to a full NFL season, Jerry Rice, with those crap quarterbacks I just mentioned, had an average season of 89 catches, 1,451 receiving yards, and 16 touchdowns. Jerry Rice is the greatest wide receiver of all time, and it is not close. That's a wrap on today's 49ers in 5. Please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Enjoy your Friday, everybody. Stay tuned for the Gold Diggers Podcast with myself and Michelle Majuk of NFL.com. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow. Tomorrow.